Hey, Natives on a Budget, we are back. It's been a few minutes since we published an episode. A few minutes? (laughs) Monica, our last episode was July 2020. Okay, that's been way too long. (laughs) All right, well... (laughs) Without spilling too much tea, I'll share what's been going on with me and why I kind of dropped off the whole flat earth, (laughs) basically. Um, During the pandemic, I had a relative who has some substance abuse issues, and um, they decided to kick their teenager out of their house. And so I took a teenager into my house who also had some issues as well as uh, some mental health issues. And it was a roller coaster ride for me. I learned a lot about caring for someone who is really struggling, but it definitely made me sort of stop working on any extra projects. (laughs) And uh, it's taken a, a while for me to get back into my free stuff and free time and things like that. The other thing that happened that was pretty exciting was that I left Native America Calling. I actually got a job working for a company called Amaranth Critical Infrastructure. I really, you know, I found this job through one of the guests of Native America Calling and Basically, what I do now is I'm a project manager and I'm helping tribes build broadband networks. So (laughs) I'm done with journalism completely and I am a project manager now. Big changes. Yeah. (laughs) And, And you, Sean, you've had some interesting changes as well. I certainly have, Monica. Of course, uh, I'm still hard at work with my main gig, financial education, expanding opportunities, Indian country, that kind of stuff. But I'm also now the host of Native America Calling, your old stomping ground, as you just mentioned. Uh, I love that you are the new host of Native America Calling. I feel like I should get credit for that (laughs) because I recognize (laughs) talent and asked you to be my co-host of Natives on a Budget and you would have never done something like that if it wasn't for me so I want I want credit and maybe some of your salary checks in the mail Monica (laughs) for sure yeah no you are totally right I mean I totally have to give you props and I think it's just crazy too like two years ago you were a journalist and I was full-time financial education type person. And now here, like our roles are reversed. Like now I'm in journalism and you're working for an insurance company. And yeah, no, I owe you big time. I really do. I really, I really, I really like this job. And um, you're absolutely right. I wouldn't have it if it wasn't for you. So thank you, Monica. Oh, I wasn't trying to solicit a thank you. Well, you got one. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe this is my new thing as I match make careers for people. So reach out to nativesonabudget at gmail.com and I will look at my crystal ball and tell you what job I think you should be. Headhunter, Monica Brain. (laughs) But hey, I'm excited to get back at it. Uh, It's been, you know, a, a tough time in some ways with the pandemic and in other ways, We got through it in our house pretty well, and we kind of enjoyed just kind of getting back to the basics a little bit and just spending time together as a family and just not being pulled in so many directions at once. So um, overall, we're happy and we're doing well and just time to move on. So what are we talking about today, Monica? 
Oh, Sean, I'm so glad to hear that your family's doing well through the pandemic and 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 things are going well for you. That's really great. So today we're talking about inflation, or as I like to call it, the overpriced cost of living club. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's talking about inflation. And to be honest, I wasn't even completely sure what it meant. So I looked it up uh, today. And basically, it means the rise in prices of things, but the decline in purchasing power, which means that the dollar that you use to buy three apples you know, a year ago will only get you one apple today. And since 2020, the U.S. inflation rate has skyrocketed. Mm. And I'm guessing it's because of the pandemic. But uh, and we can all sort of uh, have a Bernie Sanders debate about uh, whether it's not, you know, folks just trying to get more money or things like that. But inflation is a beast, although recently it's been going down. So what does this mean for natives on a budget? Well, a few things. First, I would say that in Native America, we are experts at things costing too much, right? Our Alaskan Native listeners are nodding their heads along right now. Absolutely. What is it, like $27 for some orange juice? Um, On a good day. On a good day, right. So um, like we've said before, we as Native people, we're good managers of our own resources. And during times of high inflation, we just need to become excellent managers of our own resources. Yeah, Monica, I mean, there's so many different formulas that economists and other experts use to measure inflation. And it's confusing, right? I mean, some include food and energy prices and some don't. But I think all that really matters for most of us is just how much more it costs today to maintain the same standard of living we had before. And for most of us, it's it's costing more, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we've definitely felt the pinch at our house. And and while I think we're, you know, all pretty familiar with like some of the dairy prices and some of these products that have gone way up, there's some other price hikes that just kind of came out of nowhere, like plastic sandwich and food storage bags, aluminum foil, I'm seeing huge increases there just in the last few months, pasta, a lot more expensive. And don't even get me started on the restaurant prices because we like, yeah. can't even like afford to yeah. go out to eat anymore. It's just nuts. But I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're definitely buying a lot more generics at our house. And I'll tell you, like, I really like some of those products and I'll be ditching more than one brand name for good going forward because some of that stuff is just not worth the money when you compare the quality, what you can get from a generic. And we're cutting back on meat, the beef, chicken, pork, all that stuff. And we're either not buying it or just reducing how much we use. You know, like a recipe we'll call for a pound of ground beef. We just go with a half pound and call it good. No worries, right? I mean, it tastes pretty good, just the same, more or less. Probably healthier too, I think. So what about you, Monica? I mean, what are some things you guys are doing? Yeah, I love all those tips. I definitely, I put in my my yearly plan, yearly goals to eat two vegetarian meals a week because it does it cut back, cuts back on food costs but also it's better for the environment and uh instead of storage bags i use old jars and yogurt containers which is actually <laughs> turning into a hoarding situation in my house <laughs> um i've i've had several previous roommates make fun of me and kind of stand me in the garage and say what are we doing with all of these jars <laughs> and i'm like they <laughs> 
I'm going to find a use for them. Just wait. <laughs> so um, sometimes you can take it overboard. I have a few more tips about saving on groceries. And it's really true that you absolutely cannot go to the grocery store hungry. I end up buying more food and getting myself a drink and a snack to deal with the hunger while I shop. Another tip I have is I'm a huge fan of planning your meals in advance. I know we're all super busy, but if you just like sat down on Sunday with your family or by yourself and made a basic list, mac and cheese with broccoli on Monday, Tuesday tacos, Thursday sandwiches. If you don't know what to cook, there's all kinds of free meal plans available for folks on a budget. In fact, I think there's like a competition on Pinterest to see uh, who can share the like cheapest <laughs> you know, like, uh, a family of four eats on $5 a week. It can be done. And, and then you usually <laughs> click on it and uh, they make you sign up for their newsletter and all that kind of stuff. But some of them have some pretty good ideas. So we'll, we'll add some links to the show notes and on the website of uh, cheap meal plans. If you're just not even sure about where to start with um, how to cook for yourself. And the basics are, you know, beans and rice, adding veggies to pasta. Those are all really good places to start. And I used to add eggs to this list, but apparently now eggs are part of the elite class. Oh my gosh. I like went and bought a dozen eggs this weekend and I like practically had to take a second mortgage out of my house. <laughs> I mean, they're like almost 10 bucks for a dozen I eggs. I saw this really funny meme. It was like royalty and uh, it said something like um, people who own chickens <laughs> looking down on everyone now because <laughs> they have <laughs> free eggs. <laughs> so. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know. And then and there's so many recipes, so many foods that require eggs. I, uh, I totally agree with you. I mean, that whole philosophy of not shopping when you're hungry and what I've started doing is all of our grocery shopping, I do early in the morning and usually on weekends and I'll get over That's there like right great. around the time yeah. the store opens. Yeah. It's just super, it's so chill. The store's empty and I'm not having those cravings, right? Like, cause I, I personally don't like, I start really like craving junk food, like in the evenings and things like that. But early morning I can, I'm really like healthy minded and things like that. I'm not having, don't have any cravings and it's almost like therapeutic just pushing the cart through the aisles and just seeing what's there and just making good, sensible purchases makes a huge difference. And I only go once a week. That's it. That's like the only time. And that seems to help a lot. Yeah, I love that. I, especially, so I, I think we said you need to make a list and you have to stick to that list. And maybe you allow exceptions in terms of like, oh, I forgot we don't have tinfoil. Let's put tinfoil on the list. But I found myself like making exceptions like, oh, this spice looks really interesting. Let me buy this or something like that. And then I have, you know, 14 cans of coconut milk suddenly because I didn't stick to the list. <laughs> I mean, the stores, the way they're designed, they're just, it's all about getting you to buy that stuff on an impulse, right? And yep. like they've got those those little products you just can't say no to. They have those strategically positioned like near the checkout or like right in, you know, just like, oh, here's like straws or something like that right when you go by a certain aisle or just some little gadget that you can use for your kitchen. And 
eh, I'm a sucker for that stuff too. But as long as I can just keep it within reason, I don't beat myself up too bad when I, when I slip on stuff like that. What about with kids? I don't have any kids. So, and it's been a long time since I was a nanny and I took kids to the grocery store. I know it, it, when I've gone to the grocery store, I can see things that are strategically placed that are very colorful and interesting looking that are just about, you know, two feet high. <laughs> do you, yeah. do you experience that? Do you take your daughter? That's just it. So I very rarely take my daughter with me grocery shopping and I just, <laughs> I just avoid that whole, cause yeah, whenever we do go, yeah, for sure. And and we, you know, like even the, you know, the supermarkets, they have a little toy section and, She's all over that stuff. So I've just gotten in the habit of, like I said, I, I go early in the morning before my wife and my daughter even usually wake up. I, I jog and stuff like that. So I'll usually go then. So I don't take her. I know uh, my wife shops sometimes too on her own and she's got a different schedule. Like sometimes she'll go in the afternoons and things like that. And she will take take our daughter with her. And they, almost invariably they'll come home with something, you know, like a comic book or a little, you know, some little toy, a little plastic toy or something like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm able to just, we're able to kind of separate those roles a little bit and and, and not take her. But it's definitely a challenge because, again, yeah. those stores really know how to, to get kids to pay attention. If you have kids, uh, give us some tips, send us some tips about if you have to take your kids to the grocery store, um, how you sort of manage expectations in terms of buying things and stick to your list. I can hear, um, I think it was Auntie Beatrice had a TikTok or a video where she was uh, pretending to be her, her mom and she was saying, don't ask me for nothing, nothing. <laughs> I'm sure there's a nicer way to say that to your kids, but I would I would love to hear from folks. You can send us an email to nativesonabudget at gmail.com. Any, how do you how do you say no to a child in a respectful <laughs> but in a serious way that um that lets them know what the boundaries are, right? Yep, exactly. Oh man, I have become I am I am going to become the queen of boundaries when it comes to uh, family and spending and all of those things. I just it's setting up boundaries is a skill and it's not a skill we're really taught. And uh, I would really like to explore that in our uh, upcoming episodes. It's something I think is is really interesting. Um, Sean, what do you what other topics do you want to cover as we get started again? I think, again, with regard to this conversation we're having now and coming out of the pandemic and as we've all been through this three-year period where in so many ways our lives and our jobs and everything just kind of was either put on hold or, or was just vastly impacted. And I know for us, like we're just staying home a lot more, even now that you can get out more and the social distancing restrictions have been eased. We've just really gotten into this, this mode of just spending more time at home. And our daughter's still young enough that, you know, she doesn't like want to go out and hang out with her friends all the time. She's not a teenager yet. So she's cool with that staying home. And uh, I think that's probably like the biggest thing we've done to just kind of deal with some of these rising costs we're talking about and some of these other financial challenges that have come about since the pandemic is we just 
we're just kind of homebodies like never before. I mean, we're always pretty dialed into staying at home, but now we really do. Like I have not been to the movies since before the pandemic. What? Um, all of our dri- <laughs> like when I drive places, it's usually close. I don't usually have to drive like long distances. So that's how we're able to, or at least I'm able to kind of keep an eye on, on these rising gas prices and stuff. I know eventually I'm going to have to come out of this hermit zone, Monica, but <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I kind of like it. I just, I feel like, you know, there's, I don't know. Sometimes I just get, it's like the world is just so like, it's so fast paced in some ways. And I just kind of feel like I just need to just take a step back and just not worry about it. You hate people. (laughs) I know I am getting that way. I don't want to be that, that, you know, that super weird (laughs) hermit guy. Who's just like the old curmudgeon that just like can't stand everybody. Um, I mean, I do have to go like the only time I really get out there that much is like when I have to travel for work and go do my workshops and things like that. Then I, you know, I get on the, get on the road and do what I have to do. But um, beyond that, you know, we, we stay pretty close to our home base. On the next uh, Natives on a Budget, we'll be discussing how to budget for a therapist, for Sean, for his agoraphobia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. So what else do you think you would like for us to cover as we, you know, get back in the swing of things, as we jump in with some some cool, you know, budgeting and cover some other... um, important topics that I know our listeners and the folks in the Facebook group are really interested in hearing more about. I think we definitely need to talk about housing, either buying a house, becoming a homeowner or renting. Again, you know, we saw these huge, huge increases in property values and home prices all over the country. Uh, We had those really low interest rates for a while and it was just gotten crazy. I mean, houses are just really, really expensive. And because so many people couldn't afford houses, they started renting more. So rents are way up for apartments. And now that's easing up a little bit with interest rates going up, but it's still tough. I think it's really, really tough, especially for younger people and younger families, like getting started, you know, like wanting to buy that house for the first time. It's, uh, it's scary, uh, how out of reach it is right now for a lot of families. So I think that's something we really want to talk about and explore different tips and strategies for how young people and and older people as well, anybody who uh, is in the position where they they need to purchase a house or rent an apartment, what they can do to uh, come out of that in a good financial place. Get insurance. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I didn't didn't mention in the intro, but uh, I work for a company inside a company and the main company I work for is called Amarind Risk, and it is a native-owned insurance company. <laughs> so now I'm I'm like all about insurance and the importance of having insurance. Are they going to pay us an underwriting spot? No, for that little they plug, are absolutely Monica? not. <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay. I thought that, that's where you were going with this. No. No, I'm just like, I have to tell you this funny story. My dad called me the other day he's 80 and um he had a little bit of damage to a shed on his property and he called his insurance company and they told him it was a 500 dollar deductible and he was furious about that and how dare it be 500 dollars? and i don't like this and so he canceled his house insurance <laughs> and then he calls me and i'm like first of all 500 is is good 
almost everybody, you know, some people have a thousand, some people have $4,000 deductibles. And uh, if you don't know what a deductible is, it's how much, let's say there's $10,000 of damage to your house and your insurance company will pay for everything except $500, which is your deductible that you have to pay for Mm -hmm. to begin with. So... (laughs) I was like, he was like, I don't need insurance. If if this house burns down, I'll just get another one. And <laughs> I tried to explain liability to him. And he was like, oh, you're right. Because if he has somebody come over and they fall, they can sue him. So long story short, I ended up calling a bunch of insurance companies and getting him back on an insurance plan. <laughs> because he was like, ah, I'm too cheap for this. And no, and... I, I felt like we had switched places as daughter and father, and I was telling him what the responsible thing to do was. Right, right. That happens, I think, as our parents get older. Well, Monica, now that you're on the payroll here with, with insurance, I think we should definitely explore those topics in more detail. Because yeah. what always intrigues me about insurance is it's a financial product, right? Just like a mm-hmm. credit card or a bank account, but it's so often overlooked. People just kind of blow it off. Like unless like unless you have like a mortgage and you've got like a, a lien on your house and they require you to have insurance, right? Uh, and you have an escrow or something like that, but other stuff, it's just so easy to blow off. And then people don't realize it until they need it. And then they're like, oh, shoot. Uh Exactly. Exactly. And in Indian country, so then we have, you know, this situation with IHS where you might have a really good clinic in your community, or you don't live anywhere near the clinic and you really need insurance um, Mm. to be able to get healthcare. And there's so many people out there who just go without it right there <laughs> so, are yeah and then, and then car insurance and i know i think i think on uh uh at fort peck i don't think you actually have to have car insurance when you drive on the reservation but when you drive off the reservation then you do i mean yeah we could definitely spend a good episode talking about insurance sounds good i can't wait insurance 101 with monica and sean we promise we'll make it interesting and not <laughs> super boring. <laughs> um, anything else you want to talk about as we reboot? I think we need to talk a little bit about what's happening in the investing world. You know, last year was bad for a lot of investors. If you have a 401k or any type of retirement plan, most likely you took a big hit. It was the worst year in the stock market since the big mortgage belt meltdown back in 2008. And, and most people are down and, you know, it looks like the the Bitcoin gravy train uh, has finally either rolled to a complete halt or at least it's it's badly bloodied. And uh, I don't know when that's going to come back. The meme stocks, all that stuff is just pretty much that party. Uh, it's either over for good or it's going to be a long time before it recovers. And, you know, there were a lot of a lot of statistics out there about how many retail investors or new investors jumped into the market during the pandemic because they had extra money and they had time. And the markets were going up, all the, everything was going up, the stocks and cryptocurrencies, housing prices. And now that that stuff's coming back down to earth, those people are leaving. They're like done. It's like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. But for the rest of us who are in it for the long haul and, and are thinking about that long-term future, you know, uh, it, it looks like we're, we're going to be in for some rough years coming forward. So we definitely need to talk about that and help folks with ideas and strategies for, for how to make the most of their investments. Yeah, I like that. 
I, I definitely want to talk about that. Um, I think cryptocurrency, well, I'll reserve my opinion on cryptocurrency for when we do that episode, when we talk about <laughs> investments. But uh, I'll just say <laughs> that um, it seems to me like you're just printing your own money. Like <laughs> if I was like, these are Assiniboine bucks. <laughs> Everyone it can get that way. one dollar worth of whatever from me. Anyway, um, I think I'd also like for us to do a deep dive into overspending and emotions that go with it. Uh, I have to fess up during the pandemic. I bought way too much stuff on Amazon. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and that whole emotional element, because you hear about behavioral economics and, and that's like this big, big field of research that's really come up in the last few years all about like how we internalize purchases and how we make spending decisions and there's so much more going on emotionally and psychologically than just well I need this or I need that and and these companies that advertise I mean they know they know how to hit those buttons right yeah. on us emotionally and get us to make these purchases. And like, you can have the best budget in the world and you can have like all your wants and needs all figured out. But if, um, if you get in a situation where that emotional side takes over and, and that critical thinking, uh, you, you're just not quite able to like make it happen yeah. for you. I mean, you can just, it's it. It's all, it all goes out the window and you're going to buy whatever. Yeah. It TikTok sold me a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to show some pictures uh, when we do this episode of the utter garbage that I, that TikTok convinced me to buy during the pandemic. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to talk about that for sure as well. Also, I think we should definitely cover student loans. This is a big um, issue. Folks have lots of student loans they still need to pay off. Uh, we'll probably do an episode about um finding money for college, whether or not to borrow for college, things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, saving. Forgiveness. For, yeah, we're going to, of course, we're going to talk about forgiveness. Things are tied up in the Supreme Court right now. And so it's kind of up in the air. Definitely make a plan for paying off your student loans. My advice right now is make a plan for paying off your student loans before the pause has concluded and interest kicks in again. If you've got those federal student loans. Next episode, we're also going to talk about doing your taxes. If you make less than $70,000 a year, you really should look into doing your taxes for free online. I'll provide links in this episode as well as the next episode that we talk about it. Uh, it drives me crazy to hear folks going down to uh, your local uh, tax preparer business, or whether it's like someone standing outside dressed like a um the statue, statue of liberty, liberty. <laughs> <laughs> whatever and then of course borrowing money against your return do not do that um but really you can get your many many of you listening can get your taxes done for free can do it yourself or go to a place where a professional will do it for you for free if you're under a certain amount of income do not let the industrial tax complex <laughs> tax preparer complex take advantage of you all right i'm off my soapbox <laughs> no you're right and it's so easy for most people it is not complicated to to file a tax return and, and complete it especially yeah like you said with all the software that's available online in many cases for free 
And what I like about doing your own taxes too, is it really makes you, you're a lot more aware of your own finances, right? Like you pay a lot more attention to if you've got a retirement account or if you have investment income and things like that, or these, how these credits work and things like that. I think it just makes you that much more knowledgeable about your own financial situation just by doing your taxes. I love it. Well, I think that'll do it for our first reboot episode of Natives on a Budget. It's good to be back. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to to get this going again. I am too. Listeners, if you have something you'd like us to cover, send us an email, thenativesonabudget at gmail.com, or you can message us through the Natives on a Budget Facebook group. We'll see you next time.